morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today I am talking about direct revelation or personal revelations delivered from God to your own ears. Ever since the Henry Blackaby and Claude King book, Experiencing God, was published in 1976 and swept conservative churches in the late 80s and 1990s, we have, women especially have been told that it is normal to experience God in various ways, including him speaking directly to us. Now, there's always a track back or a ground zero for false notions to sweep the visible church. And experiencing God was seminal in opening the door to hearing from God. The book actually instructs leaders to, quote, listen for God in your quiet time and immediately write down what he said, unquote. Well, that would kind of be scripture, wouldn't it? There are similar other instructions throughout the book. The book's instructions for decision-making is faulty, and it leads to notions of God and our relationship with him that are errant. I have posted in the blog a Nine Marks review of Experiencing God and a Stand to Reason review of Experiencing God. Those links will be in the show notes. But in both those reviews, you will notice that the reviewer praises much in the book. The best falsity comes into the church when it's wrapped in truth. That's why we all need to hone our discernment. Satan is not going to sidle up to you with a pitchfork in one hand and a steaming green odious plate of poison to give you in the other. He masquerades as an angel of light, and so his lies are wrapped in a bit of truth. His lies will be pleasant, not initially hurtful, but they will give you pain in the end. There's a movie called Broadcast News, which I love. It came out in 1987, and I wasn't saved then, but there's a speech in the middle that's kind of pivotal. And though it's a secular movie, um, the character, I believe, accurately describes how the devil works in the world. And the characters had been struggling with an overall shifting view of how to deliver the news, whether anchormen should be substantive reporters understanding the global situation, or flashy salesmen on camera deliver, delivering lines of which they know nothing. The character Aaron describes how easy it will be to accept the incremental lowering of standards for their profession because the devil makes it pleasant, desirable even. Well, Experiencing God, the book, spawned a cottage industry of other books, studies, workbooks, leader books, devotionals, journals, all about experiencing God and hearing from him up until today. Editions keep getting revised and expanded, reissued, repurposed. Now, this would not happen if there was not an audience for it. The book itself 
opened the door for lots of other books urging women to listen for God. Sarah Young seemingly took Blackaby's suggestion to listen for God and write down what he said to heart and spawned her own cottage industry for women with her Jesus Calling books, studies, leader books, curricula, devotionals, and so on. It reminds me of the verse from 2 Peter 2.3, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Well, what happens when for an entire generation, women have been taught that God speaks to you? What are we to expect when you have women like Beth Moore prancing around, flinging out God quotes from pillar to post, and no one rebukes her? What do ladies see when women like Joanna Gaines have a slickly produced, quote, testimony from Baylor College extolling her audible conversation with God, in a garden, no less, where he bargains with her, offering her fame if she would just quit her store and stay home with her kids for a little bit. You have a generation of women who believe that God does speak, directly instruct, converse daily, all this normally or frequently. Now, like this woman who contacted me from my blog. I'll post her comment. Elizabeth Prada, R.E. Beth Moore Bus Stop Miracle. I believe the reason we don't hear more stories like this is because we quench the Holy Spirit. We Christians attack people who claim they have heard from God, just like the ungodly. What makes us different from them? Just because we know everything about the Bible doesn't make us a follower. We have far too many, quote, Christians who are tearing down instead of building up the body of Christ. In the end times, women and men will prophesy, see visions, and dream dreams, and he will pour out his spirit. Just you wait for it. It's the end of a comment that I received from a woman responding to, I guess, one of my articles about Beth Moore doesn't really hear from God. Now, her comment has all the markings of the usual talking points of attempted rebuttals to the fact that God isn't speaking now. First, to refute a false teacher, they say, is, quote, attacking a Christian. Two, they point out a false teacher's false doctrine is, quote, tearing them down. Three, they always misinterpret Bible verses, usually my sheep hear my voice from John 10, 27, judge not from Matthew 7, 1, and Acts 2, 16 to 18, quote from Joel 2, as that woman did. Here's my what I replied. Thanks for the comment. I understand what you're saying about quenching the spirit, but it doesn't really mean we have the power to stop the spirit from doing anything. We don't have the power to douse him. We can't quench him. The word in Greek is usually, is actually grieve, not quench. And it means to grieve or to distress the spirit. 
usually by our sinning ways. I continued my reply. The reason we don't hear about these kind of stories where God allegedly speaks personally to people or directs them here or there audibly is because he's not speaking now. Moore's story is either a lie, satanically inspired, or she has convinced herself that this delusion is true. The Bible says Jesus has spoken many different ways in the past, but has in these last days spoken in his word, Hebrews 1, 1 1-2. Beth Moore's bus stop story isn't in the Bible, so we cannot know that Jesus said it. The canon is closed. The last word is written, and it's in Revelation. In fact, people who claim to be adding to God's words, to his final word, or taking away from his word, are actually cursed, as Revelation 22, 18-19 states. Yes, it's true, the verse from Acts 2 says, in the end times, people will prophesy, But let's look at that verse in context. It's in all caps because it's a prophecy quoted from Joel 2 about the end of the last days. And it says, And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions. And even on my male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And I will display wonders in the sky above, and signs on the earth below, and blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes." So we haven't seen blood and smoke and a sun turn dark or the sky with signs, have we? No. Beth Moore's prophesying is false. That's because the verse refers to the tribulation period, which is a resumption of the Old Testament days. And God refocuses on the Israelites and also pours out wrath on the unbelieving world. The church will have been raptured. I agree that too many people, quote, tear down other Christians as you phrased it. However, identifying a false teacher and warning about her, and Beth Moore is false, is actually a building up exercise because it protects the flock and strengthens the sheep so they know not to inhale that false teacher's poisonous food. So that's what I wrote in reply to the woman who's convinced that we women are prophesying in these days and receiving direct revelation. It's still an issue to battle against people thinking they're hearing personal revelations from God. It's all alive and well. Now, if anyone listening to this has questions about any of the concepts here or any of the verses, please contact me and I'll be happy to explain in more detail why we are not currently hearing from God audibly or in impressions or directly. In the meantime, this podcast today has been another gentle warning 
not to seek God's voice audibly, but to seek his word in print. It is sufficient. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I thank you for listening. Thank you.